0: Welcome to Live Better Longer on Legends 100.3, brought to you by Palm Beach Integrative Medicine. Dr. John DeLuca will discuss common health issues and solutions through the modalities of integrative medicine and how they can benefit you. And now, Live
1: Better Longer.
0: Legends 100.3, a South Florida Saturday morning. Mike McGann here, and it's time for another episode of Live Better Longer, brought to you by Palm Beach Integrative Medicine. And, uh, hey, you can learn more so easy. Reach out. Check out the website, palmbeachintegrative.com, palmbeachintegrative.com, or uh, pick up the phone call 561 630 561-630-8722. And with me, as always, uh, we've got my friends, Dr. John DeLuca, who is the medical director of Palm Beach Integrative Medicine. Good morning, doctor. Good morning, Mike. Good to see you. Always great to see you, my friend. And, of course, we have the lovely and talented Courtney with us. How are you, Courtney?
2: Hi, Mike. I'm doing well. How are you doing? I
0: am well as well and better for your presence. We have a wonderful guest in the studio as well that we are going to get to in uh, just a few minutes. I'm very excited. I mean, looking at, looking at this gentleman's biography, there's a lot of great things to discuss Today, so Dr. DeLuca, good morning. Let's talk a bit about integrative medicine today.
1: Yes, Mike, it's time to revisit the overall topic of integrative medicine. Okay. Uh, we touched on actually, I believe, is episode one. Episode one, we
0: got into it, but wow, there's so much more to get to on
1: this. Yes. So, um, integrative medicine is the specialty that nobody knows about. <laughs> That's well put. And I don't know why that is, but there, are, well. Let's put it this way. I'm going to try to fix that.
0: OK, there you go. Hey, old habits die hard. It's time yeah. to create some new ones and
1: learn this. So, you know, people say, well, what is integrative medicine? And uh, I'm sure Courtney can ask some, uh, answer some of the questions that she gets over the phone. Courtney, as we I'm just
2: going to send them this episode from now on. There oh, you is right. that it? Just, just
1: send an MP3 <laughs> out? So, you know, when we look for a definition of integrative medicine, there's, there's tons of them. I think Andrew Weil's definition is probably the most used, and he said, uh, Integrative medicine is a healing-oriented medicine that takes uh, account of the whole person, including all aspects of lifestyle, and emphasizes the therapeutic relationship between practitioner and patient, is formed by evidence, and makes use of all appropriate therapies.
0: It's an open-minded approach. It is. It's it's not... It's, you know There's so much of this, therefore this. No, it just it, it, it takes so much more into account and, and goes through both inductive and deductive reasoning, the way I see it.
1: Yeah, and it's basically what is best for that particular patient.
0: That's it. No two people are alike.
1: Now, there are some defining principles that we've talked about, and then one is the patient and practitioner are partners in the healing process. Mm-hmm. Uh, all factors that influence health, wellness, and disease are taken into consideration, including mind, body, spirit, community... Um, appropriate use of both conventional and alternative methods facilitate the body's innate healing process. Effective interventions that are natural and less invasive should be used whenever possible. Okay. Integrative medicine neither rejects conventional medicine nor accepts alternative medicine uncritically. So you got to prove what you're doing.
0: And I I think that is a really key factor in this. You know because there's there's a lot out there that is either unproven or just flat not true and there's a lot that is very true that people don't understand and understanding those differences is key
1: yeah and it's on both sides of the aisle so to speak so true Yes. So true. So there are a lot of things done in conventional medicine that had no, you know, specific research behind them, mm-hmm. but it was just carried on, you know, down the line. So because that's it, how they did it before. Exactly. Yeah. And there are things that have, you know, good research behind it on the alternative or the complementary side or, or the integrative side, whichever you'd like to call it.
0: And I, the integrating aspect, bringing those things together, because I know people who there's a sometimes a conflict between those things for no good reason. You know, I yes. don't trust any of this. I don't trust any of that. And again,
1: and and I see people in both camps in my my particular practice. Yes. Yeah. So it's quite interesting. I says, well, you know, it's everything is a tool, and you have to pick the right tool for the right patient. That would seem to me to be intuitive, but for some reason, people don't see it that way. Yeah, there's a lot of prejudice on, you know, all over. But that's, you know, we try to pick the best, um, the best intervention for the particular patient for the particular problem at that particular time.
0: Well, that's what it is,
1: and that's what you do, and you do it so well. Well, thank you, thank you, sir. True story. Good medicine is based on good science. It's inquiry driven and open to new paradigms. So you have to approach things with an open mind.
0: We're always going to be learning
1: more. Why not take that and integrate it into what you know? Exactly, exactly. And alongside the concept of treatment, the broader concepts of health promotion and prevention of illness are paramount. As we've said many times before, an ounce of prevention is worth a ton of cure.
0: A ton of cure, not just an ounce, a whole lot of ounces.
1: Lastly, uh, practitioners of integrated medicine should exemplify its principles and commit themselves to self-exploration and self-development. In other words, walk your walk, talk your talk, be a good example for your patients.
0: That's it, and keep learning. And I mean, keep learning, are teaching yes. your patients, keep learning as well.
1: So, uh, you know, I identify as a lifelong learner, and, I, and I like my patients to do the same. Um, I don't believe in the concept of retirement, although you shouldn't have to work 40 hours for the rest of your life. But you should always have your mind busy sure. and, uh, you know, always learning new things. And that's what keeps you young. Well, it's a good point. I mean, without growth, there is stagnation,
0: right? Exactly. And when it comes to life, stagnation equals, uh, well, the, the end of that life, really, yeah. for all intents and purposes so the integrative medicine brings it all together and it is evidence-based which i think is something that many people don't fully understand and we have a guest today who when it comes to the evidence behind it when it comes to the research the education behind it well he exemplifies that and i'm talking about dr andrew newberg now dr andrew newberg right now he's research director at the marcus institute of integrative health at thomas jefferson university and hospital In uh, Philadelphia. He is a professor in the Department of Integrative Medicine and Nutritional Sciences, has a secondary appointment in the Department of Radiology at uh, Thomas Jefferson University, board-certified in internal medicine and nuclear medicine. He has uh, worked with a number of neuroimaging research projects, studied aging, dementia, epilepsy, a ton of other neurological and psychiatric disorders. One thing I find very interesting, he's been very involved in Uh, The Study of Mystical and Religious Experiences. It's called Neurotheology, which is something that I find fascinating. It's, you know, more general mind and body relationship, acupuncture, meditation. Over 250 peer-reviewed articles and chapters on brain function, brain imaging, study of religious and mystical experiences. He's published 14 books, translated into 17 different languages. If I keep on going on with this, we're not going to have any time to talk to Dr. (laughs) Dr. Newberg because he's got that many things going on. But I'll sum it up by saying... It's been listed as one of the 30 most influential neuroscientists alive today by the Online Psychology Degree Guide.
3: Dr. Newberg, it's great to have you here. Thanks. Thanks for having me on the program. Excellent.
0: I was also happy to hear, I mean, I'm somebody that wanted to be an astronaut when I was young. My dad was
3: a, an aerospace engineer, and you did uh, some work in college at uh, Kennedy Space Center. I did. It was uh, one of the most, uh, one of the best experiences of my life, and I had an opportunity to train with some of the top uh, principal investigators, researchers at NASA, and we talked to astronauts, and we got to st- study the space flight and how it affected the, the body and the brain. And in fact, one of my very earliest papers was on the neurological changes of space flight, which uh, is still a very important topic for us to address these days as, as people are up in space longer and longer. How does that affect the brain?
0: Very true. It's an excellent point. So Dr. Newberg, Let's begin with what integrative medicine means to you. How did you come into this? Obviously, it's something that is extremely important to you and you think is, well, I would even say a key branch, but that's not true. It's the coming together of several key branches to create its own tree.
3: Absolutely. So let's talk about
0: it. What is integrative medicine? Uh,
3: Well, you know, as you all said, I think it's a very important integration of traditional medicine as well as various uh evidence-based approaches with complementary and alternative medical care but it is about individualizing care for each person and that's part of what makes it challenging to study because you know a lot of the research that gets done in the medical world are these big randomized trials and you study a thousand people who have high blood pressure and you give them all you know one medicate you give half a medication you give half something else and you see what happens and that's helpful i mean that's important information as well and and to some degree We also need to do that with integrative medicine, but but we also try to design our studies where we are able to look not only at kind of general approaches. How do we try to change a person's lifestyle, their diet and nutrition? uh, What types of supplements might be useful for them? What types of meditation or prayer practices might be beneficial? And how do these ultimately all affect a person so that we can understand that help to guide the therapy appropriately based on all of those different pieces of information. And and ultimately, uh, to, to bring up what Dr. DeLuca was saying about trying to bring this to the larger population is, right. we wanna show that not only does it sort of help to make people feel better, but how it's actually working physiologically. And as you mentioned in my introduction, the ability to bring in imaging, which is part of what I do in my world, that's the nuclear medicine part. We right. can scan the brain, scan the body. We're doing that while we study if what people are doing in terms of their diet and nutrition, taking an antioxidant, doing meditation, we'll see what goes on in their brain. And that, I think, is very important for helping to show people, other people in the medical world, as well as the general population, that these kinds of interventions and these kinds of approaches really have an effect.
0: I love it because, I mean, the basis of the scientific method is control and variable, right? And the issue with doing something on big generalities is that you're going to find infinite variations person to person. So you've got control and variable and then human variation. So it, it's going to make it a challenge to get real numbers and real results on that. Now, right. when it comes to integrative medicine and your approach to it, it's so evidence-based through that, through the imaging, through the nuclear medicine side of it, you can see the effects on that individual. Right, And that's so important
3: it is and but you know like some of the challenges that we face so we were doing a study where we were going to try to treat people who had post-concussive syndrome okay and uh, i'm sure in dr deluca's offices he might help people with their diet and nutrition. He might give them an antioxidant. He might give them some additional mind-body practices to help improve their cognition. So when we first proposed to do a study like that, where mm-hmm. we threw all these different interventions, they, the, the institutional review board, the, the doctors in the room, so to speak, said, well, you can't do that because we we won't know if, if, one, if it's working, we won't know which of those things are working. So now you gotta split it all up. Sure. But the problem is, is that if you start to split those things up, they may not be nearly as effective. So it becomes a real challenge to kind of figure out how to design a study where you can individualize therapy, but also test what those therapies are doing and try to understand how they how they can work together or if there are certain key ingredients, so to speak, that really are the things that are having the greatest impact.
0: Let's talk a bit about integrative medicine just from the beginning. I mean, sure. uh, when did it start? What's the, how long has it been around and what are some of the evidences that you guys have seen on this?
1: Well, um, it probably started... Uh... Back in the early 20th century, okay. um, there was what we consider allopathic medicine today, organized medicine. And then there were the people or the uh, sex, so to speak, that mm-hmm. did not use drugs. And at that time, you had homeopaths, you had chiropractors, you had uh, naturopaths, and you had you know a bunch of other different kind of um, uh, different kind of healing modality. So right. <clears throat> that was kind of the, uh, and at that time, because medical school at that time was probably six months. <laughs> and, and 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 there was people who were going to, you know, chiropractic school for six months, medical school for six months, osteopathic school for six months. Right. So at that time, you know, there were a lot of people who had many degrees, that, uh, you know, and there, and that's probably the start of it. And then um, as things developed all along the way, Things became known as alternative medicine i.e. alternative to the allopathic medicine and there was complementary medicine and then there was alternative complementary medicine which is called CAM
0: we're going through the whole alphabet well, here well we pretty much
1: <laughs> are and then um, so that kind of it kind of formed over the decades. Sure. So probably in the '70s or '80s it was really, you know, when functional medicine was started. Yet another another, a, another branch of there, yeah, yeah. Another branch there. That's when things started to come together. And um, you know, Dr. Weil, who we spoke about, you know, at the beginning and, uh, many times. You know, he started teaching at an, um, I think, I believe it's Arizona University, of Arizona, um, for um, integrative medicine. Um, I I did a little research, the first sighting I could find in the literature was 2001, in the British Journal of Medicine, they called it integrated medicine, but the concept is is still the same. And that brings us to where we are today, Um, just trying to get it more um, back in front and center because it is encompassing all the different kind of uh, healing modalities.
0: Now, do you find, both of you, that there's a stigma? about this as far as people really understanding or believing it?
3: Well, you know, it's interesting that I I think a lot of what drove the development of integrative medicine were actually the patients. In fact, some of the early research in this whole field started to show that people with all different kinds of issues and whether it's psychiatric or biological or medical and whether they had high blood pressure, diabetes, depression, uh, upwards of 50 to 70% of people were using some kind of approach that was different than Taking a medication. Right. So they might do meditation practices. They might do acupuncture. They might take supplements, vitamins, you know, different things. So a lot of the physicians, including people like myself and Dr. DeLuca, said, you know, this is seems to be important to people and it seems to be helping them because they keep doing it yeah so so let's try to understand it and let's try to figure it out and in fact that's all it's what ultimately drove even the national institutes of health to having its own center of originally and alternative medicine and now of integrative medicine and so uh, I I think that there still is though uh, a sense that it's not quote unquote, real medicine. Um, we certainly understand that there are people out, a lot of people in the traditional medical world who feel that, that taking vitamins or, or doing certain, taking antioxidants or even doing practices like meditation just aren't really all that helpful. Um, a lot of them are driven by the fact that they want, you know, high-priced medications okay. and, and uh, procedures that, that, that they can charge a lot of money for. That's that's one of the downsides of integrative medicine, which is that taking a, a supplement or doing some meditation, there's not a lot of money involved in that, true. So, or well, yeah, at least point. not as much. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's a really good point. And, and that's part of the challenge because, you know, when it comes to a new drug, there's pharmaceutical companies that'll be happy to dump billions of dollars into developing, you know, the next Alzheimer's drug. But if you say, gee, you know, maybe if you Take a little vitamin D and an antioxidant uh, and eat well, uh, and, and make sure that you get exercise and use your brain a little bit. That's probably going to do every bit as much as this expensive medication. They're not as interested in that, so a new it's a real change. Modality is not quite as profitable, and right. probably
2: prevent it at the same time, right? Yeah, so you're not going to get to that point,
1: yeah. yeah. I, I find being in the field for over 30 years, I, yeah. find, I find that the bias is going away. I, I've noticed that myself. slowly, sure, but it's getting there, yeah, yeah. It, it's getting there. Um, there are certain people who say, "Well, if I didn't learn about it in medical school, it doesn't exist." And now the part, the you know, the part about that is that's really dangerous. Is that half of what we learn in medical school is not true, and so and, and we don't know which half. And that's that that statistic is is still bantered about. Sure, and well, it's um, like physics
0: to me. I wow. mean, it's like physics, physics has always changed. Our, our 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 knowledge of how an atom works. I mean, there's the plum pudding model, yeah, and and, right. and things continually change like that. Getting stuck in the old habits, you always have to to be willing to learn as more truths come out, as we understand the world better. And integrated medicine seems to understand the world
1: beautifully. Absolutely. And and it is patient driven, as as Dr. Newberg said, because the patients are requesting this. Right. And I I think they're, you know, the, the, you know, the quote unquote mainstream, I think they're starting to see that. And, you know, I think there's going to be more people paying attention to it. And because the younger doctors, you know, they, you know, went to school, you know, they, you know, they went to school with different people and I think they're more open-minded.
0: Yeah, I can see that, I think it makes sense. I mean, what, what convinced me on this, I was quite young, and I saw a, a movie, uh, a video, it was a documentary, where they were performing surgery on someone who was being anesthetized with acupuncture, right. as opposed to any actual drug. And it was the most mind-blowing thing in the world for like 10-year-old me to see that and say, wait a minute, they're actually, and, and the patient is, wow. It was
1: incredible
0: yeah. to see, and that evidence is all there. Right. It just keeps mm-hmm. on, and there's more of it as the modalities grow. Yeah, well, that
1: was when Nixon went to China. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, that's, I, that's That's, I think that's exactly yeah, what it and was. When opened yeah. it up, and that was kind of like you know, jump started
3: or allowed the uh, acupuncture. A modality to come into the United States. And that's yeah. a
0: one piece of a much larger puzzle.
3: Absolutely. And, and, and you know, also to your to your question about the stigma, I think one of the really exciting things that we're starting to see is so many of the academic medical centers. So we're starting to see Cleveland Clinic, right. uh, you, you know, a lot of the University of California schools, Thomas Jefferson University, where I'm from, uh, we were able to establish the first Department of Integrative Medicine, which means that we're sitting at the table with surgery, with psychiatry, with radiology. And so, as all of this movement continues, and as the research begins to show how important integrative medicine can really be for patients, uh, people are really coming around in general. And I think we'll we'll see this more and more as time goes on.
1: Yeah, one of the reasons I wanted to have you on is because you're in a major university, right? Uh, in a in a great city, you know. And <laughs> uh, Philadelphia. I tell people they're going to get sick, get sick in Boston, get sick in New York, get sick in <laughs> Philadelphia or Baltimore for for Johns Hopkins, major center. And uh, so your experiences. Is- it's they're receptive. They they Absolutely.
3: understand. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they, they've been extremely supportive. And uh, you know, a lot of the doctors will refer their patients to us. And in fact, they refer their family members to us. Uh, and, and they recognize the importance of, of what, what's being done here, that it's not just giving a medication, but it's trying to really individualize the care for a person and, and try to find the best ways of, of getting them to a healthy brain, a healthy body. And, and these approaches really do seem to work. Healthy brain, healthy body. I think that's a big piece of
0: it because all of these things affect the brain. They affect how the brain works. They affect and, and, and the effect that has on the body, on health. You know, I remember when I was a kid, people would say laughter is the best medicine. Well, that keeps on getting proven, right? Right. Evidence continues to build and say this works. I've experienced it. You know, personally, and you two gentlemen have built careers
1: upon it. And now the fact that they're in a major or major university oh, settings, massive. medical school settings, that's just going to, like, accelerate the acceptance. Mm-hmm. I just have to hang around long enough for, to, you know, for it to work.
0: Well, it's, but it, it really is getting there. And I sure. think that that combination, it's getting integrated with the medical establishment and right. uh, changing the medical establishment for the better. Uh, in a lot of dramatic ways, I think.
3: Right. Well, and and I think you know we we talk a lot about, and and I think this this concept gets stated, is that I mean ultimately there really shouldn't be medicine and integrative medicine and alternative. There's medicine. It's medicine, right? right.
0: It's under one umbrella.
3: It's one umbrella, but we all, we hope that in a, you know, as we always say, you know, at some point, if your cholesterol is super high, maybe you need a cholesterol medicine. Sure. However, if we can work on your diet and nutrition, if we can work on certain supplements that might be helpful at reducing it, if we can, you know, make sure that you're exercising well, then all of those things might prevent you from needing it or at least. Uh, help you to need less, and uh, all of those things become very important. There, of course, we need a lot of the great things that are in traditional medicine, Certainly. but there are so many other aspects of it which uh, which really can be helpful for people.
0: It's it's a, it's getting away from that e- that either or. It's a false duality. Exactly. And you know, again, we discover that in all branches of science, right? right. And uh, the culture, and it's so funny. Again, I, I put on kind of the quantum physics cap with so many things. And I get thinking about, is is something in this position or that position, or is it in superposition, right? It's the same kind of thing. It's not necessarily this or that. Things can apply in different ways. Fuzzy logic was a buzzword Mm -hmm. in the early 1990s. And that helped us to develop a lot of AI, you know? That's right. We see it happening in medicine as well. And I think that's a strong positive. The evidence just continues to be there. Uh, I'm curious also about questions that may have come in about this, Uh, if there are are any, because I know that that we talked about it earlier, doctors are, can they be primary uh, care physicians? Can uh, an integrative doctor prescribe? There's so many questions about this.
2: Yeah, I get a lot of questions. A lot of people who genuinely are asking me, is he a doctor? Like, (laughs) is he a real doctor? Right. And it's such an interesting question to have to answer. Like, yes, he went to medical school. Yes. Is is that what you're asking me? Um, I get, you know, can he be my primary? What is integrative medicine? Can he prescribe me medication? Um, All of those kinds of questions I get multiple times a day. I would bet.
1: Well, I think the problem is a lot of people identify integrative medicine as... um, some kind of other healing art that maybe it's not a medical doctor. And my definition of, of integrative medicine, it's it's allopathic medicine and all the other healing modalities. Sure.
2: It. I mean, there's,
0: it's, it's right there. There's, there's MD right there. You know, I mean, it's, it, it is a combination of those modalities. Yeah, right. And, you know, one of the things that options are important, you know, a, a much larger approach, not closing off particular ideas just because you've always been closed off for them. If, if we went with that, we would uh, never have become a heliocentric understanding of our solar system, right? right. We'd yeah. still be flat earthers. Right. And thankfully, we're getting to be more open-minded and understanding, look,
3: uh, there are way deeper things than we have seen. Sure, well, and, and I think, you know, also where integrative medicine really shines is a lot of chronic conditions that people have where, you know, we get patients all the time that come in with a chart that's, you know, f- uh, five pages, uh, or, me, five inches thick. And, right. um, uh, you know, they've been to every doctor, had every scan, had every lab test, and they still don't feel well. They have chronic pain, they have chronic fatigue, they have GI symptoms, um, immunological issues. And uh, you know, a regular doctors, so to speak, haven't been able to help them out. And and oftentimes, we can take a look at them in much more detail and try to individualize the care to help them deal with these very chronic issues and deal with them very effectively.
1: Well, that's the point. Is like allopathic medicine, great at acute conditions, emergencies, right. you know, that sort of thing. When it gets to chronic conditions, yeah, not so much. And then we go back to the root cause analysis uh, um, concept that we talked about. Well, what's causing all this? And we go back and look at their history, and you know, maybe you can see what the cause of their uh, decline was, and we can fix that. Whether it's some nutrients or exercise or whatever it is, you know, we address it that way so you know they can take less and less medication, have a more robust, healthy, and healthier lifestyle.
0: Root causes, symptoms, dealing with both of them, not slapping a band-aid on a chronic condition, right? right. Determining mm-hmm. the root cause working through it and again evidence-based to the point that thomas jefferson university Mm -hmm. and and hospital has this entire department around it that's right and i know i see that more and more in in hospitals i see it at at your center
1: obviously dr deluca yeah so interestingly uh the other day i did a consult for um a cancer patient for um uh, supportive care for cancer Mm -hmm. and she says you know we talked about Doing hyperbaric, doing hydro vitamin C, different that. And she goes, "Well, I'm from Germany, and in Ger- Germany, we use a lot of alternative medicine." I said, "Yeah, but in Germany, it's not alternative; it's part of your, you know, your, your mainstream medicine." And she said, as "Yes, as you said, Dr. and sure. she said, she, yes, that's very true."
0: <laughs> and, and you know, we're getting closer to that. And right. it's really, it's a wonderfully positive thing. I have seen so many changes that people have, have had by adding something like meditation, working on their exercise, getting their muscles. Uh, into shape, hormone therapy, right? I mean, right. these are all, uh, they're all things that, that are part of what make our bodies work. When those things are in balance and they're properly addressed. That's right. Then the overall health of the body is going to follow. I would think that would be intuitive, but uh, but it's getting there. And I think that's a big part of this.
2: I think the next there. big step is also having um, insurance recognize. Yes recognize integrative medicine. Uh, We have a lot of patients who struggle with coming into the office because we can't accept their insurance just because we don't get paid out, unfortunately. So we wouldn't be here if that were the case.
3: Right, but it's it's right. getting there is the thing. And I, well, and that's and where that's, the research also comes in, which is, you know, the more research there is, the more we can show the mechanisms by which these, you know, we're doing a study on irritable bowel and we're doing imaging and we're doing stool analyses to see the inflammatory markers and the microbiome, which we haven't mentioned yet. Um, so, you know, all, all of these things come together and if we can show how these approaches then work, hopefully we can start to convince people about uh, really supporting them from an insurance perspective and that will really drive the entire profession.
1: And at, the, at major university centers is going to absolutely ex- that's
0: it accelerate. right yeah, I mean, both. the evidence the results the effectiveness it's all there and as it gets pushed more and more out and people become more accepting more understanding of it all then our overall health improves and that's individual and it is also societal and on a species level when you get to the end of it and, and I we think that's that. really <laughs> what we're looking for right uh, so let's talk uh, uh, there's a lot more to talk about actually but we were just about out of time on this one PalmBeachIntegrative.com is the way to learn more. You can call 561 to learn more, Courtney, what are the other avenues that people can uh, can explore to learn more about integrative medicine and Palm Beach integrative medicine in particular?
2: Yes. As always, find us on social media, Instagram, Palm Beach Integrative Med. Um, on Facebook, we are PBI Medicine. Dr. DeLuca's Twitter is Dr. John DeLuca. I've seen he's gained some new followers from here, so that's exciting. Um, you can find us on Spotify to listen to other episodes if you want to learn some more. Maybe give us a five star review. Um, and as we say, share the podcast with someone. Uh, don't keep good health to yourself. And, Dr. Newberg, is there anywhere that anyone can reach out to you? Any websites or?
3: Uh, they could reach us through the Thomas Jefferson uh, website for yeah. the Marcus Institute of Integrative Health. And uh, I guess they can find me on my website, which is andrewnewberg.com and also on Instagram, dr. Uh, Andrew Newberg.
0: It's Andrew Newberg, N-E-W-B-E-R-G. Thank so you. nice and easy to find. <laughs> AndrewNewberg.com, Pombeachintegrative.com, 561-630-8722, and all the uh, the methods that Courtney just mentioned. Well, thank you all so much for this great information, this education, and uh, spread the word about this when you hear this program. Let people know what's backing all this up, how they can learn more because the benefits are so powerful. This has been Live Better Longer on Legends 100.3, POMBeachintegrative.com. Is the place to learn more. And we'll be back with you next week with another episode. Thanks for listening to Live Better Longer, brought to you by Palm Beach Integrative Medicine. Learn more and set up your consultation today by calling 561-630-8722 or visit palmbeachintegrative.com. Tune in next week for another edition of Live Better Longer on Legends 100.3. The preceding program was presented for informational purposes only. No doctor-patient relationship is formed. Always consult a physician for specific health care advice.